Happy Friday. This is Kristen LaFrance. Welcome back to The Recap. We are going to jump right in today because we got all sorts of things to talk about in the e-commerce landscape. So first story of the week, Shopify has announced that it is set to sunset external checkouts for subscriptions. This week, Shopify sent an email to all merchants currently using legacy checkouts, alerting them that after October 2024, external checkouts will no longer be supported. So legacy subscription apps that are not integrated directly to Shopify checkout will no longer be able to accept or process subscription orders after October 18th, 2024. I want to take a moment and just pause as this obviously is a recharge podcast. This is definitely affecting recharge merchants. However, let's be sure to notice October 2024. They are letting us know 18 months in advance to ensure that all merchants have plenty of time to take action to get on Shopify checkout integrated recharge. If you are on the legacy checkout, know that recharge already has converted over 9,000 of our merchants to use the version of the app that is integrated with Shopify checkout. And we are working already to convert the rest of our merchants. So if you are listening to this and you are wondering what happens next, we are ensuring a seamless experience for all of our merchants throughout this conversion process. Again, we do have 18 months, so definitely don't panic. In case you are curious about where you stand or if you are ready to convert now, I have made sure to put a link to a form in the show notes of this episode so you can reach out to our conversion team. All right, let's get on to story number two. Snapchat is all over the news this week. This week, Snapchat hosted its partner summit and rolled out all sorts of new initiatives that are very interesting. Also a little, you know, future worldly feeling really a big focus on AI and AR. On the AI side of things, Snapchat has now moved its AI chatbot to be free for all global users, not just Snapchat's paid subscribers. And this is a very chat GPT kind of feeling where you are able to chat with this AI, ask it questions, it will respond to you. New functionality rolling out like adding my AI to your group chats, getting recommendations for places on SnapMap, lenses, share snaps with your AI and receive chat replies back. It also announced that later my AI will be able to respond with unique quote unquote generative snapbacks. So instead of just chat replies, the company is working to keep the visual conversation going. So an example they used is maybe I Snapchat my AI a picture of my cute dog and they might Snapchat me back a picture of a cute dog. They've also rolled out more access to AR tools for businesses, both in the physical and the digital world. So they have rolled out a suite of products to help on the e-commerce side, including letting users view products from all angles, get fit and sizing recommendations, leveraging AR to experience virtual try-ons, things like this. Already companies like Gooder, Princess Polly, and Gobi Cashmere are using these tools. They have also announced rolling out this AR mirror in 3D try-on to really bridge that gap between digital and physical. And we are already seeing retailers like Nike utilize those mirrors. Another thing they have announced is the expansion of public stories, trying to give more creators more access to more audiences. And another thing they have mentioned is looking to provide more and better monetization opportunities for creators. 
Another story that was talked about by CEO Evan Spiegel on the stage at this Snapchat Partner Summit was obviously a note on the TikTok ban saying, quote, we'd love that. But I will say this is really important that he brought up this point. He also acknowledged on stage that it can be a dangerous precedent for other social platforms if Congress actually bans TikTok. So both Snapchat saying we would love that, but it is important for us to be thoughtful and develop the frameworks that we need to understand regulatory concerns, especially for young children and teenagers. And so I think that this was a very good response that evidently got some some whoops and hollers from the crowd. All of these stories this week really made me think about Snapchat in a different way. Being a millennial, I actually don't use Snapchat very often. I actually only use it to basically send silly pictures of my dogs to my husband and my brothers. But I really started to look and dive into the platform. So many users, they are really diving in and leaning into Gen Z. They are creating experiences that are truly blending that digital and physical world in a way that I think is very unique as a social media channel. And I truly believe that we're going to see brands do some really unique things with it. And I think we'd be we'd be remiss to really ignore this simply because it's a platform that a generation that we might not understand their shopping behaviors as well is using. So it's going to be something we're going to keep watching out for and keep talking about. Usually at this point, I've got another big story that we will kind of walk through and explore, but... Honestly, in the news this week, there have just been so many stories about brands that we often talk about that we've been watching in the the D2C community for years. So I thought I'd take a moment and just highlight a bunch of brands today and some news. First up, Walmart sells Bonobos for $235 million. This is a big deal because Bonobos was really one of the first kind of D2C darlings and also, Walmart has done this a couple of times now with fashion, kind of has flopped on the execution. So I think this sale is actually very good for Bonobos. Interesting for Walmart. We're always watching Walmart as a, a really strong e-commerce and retail player. Interesting to see how they tackle this, this kind of issue that they have really locking in into the fashion world. Speaking of fashion, another one here, another story. David's Bridal Files for Bankruptcy may close all their stores this year. Honestly, I'm just shocked that David's Bridal is still around. Not always a great customer experience. Actually, I don't really know anybody who has had a great David's Bridal customer experience. Let me know if you have. But it'll be interesting to see if anybody comes in, swoops them up, helps them out, or if we watch this shutter down and see... Maybe a D2C darling come up and, and kind of take its place. Staying on this fashion trend, Barbie adds Gap to their portfolio of design collaborations, and they are looking at Hot Wheels next. This one is very interesting. We're seeing so many 90s brands kind of come back around and get a little refresh of energy. And this one makes a lot of sense. Barbie and Gap, also then Hot Wheels coming in next. I'm excited to see what they do with Hot Wheels. I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure that Gap and Hot Wheels makes the most sense in my mind. 
but it's been a while since I've shopped with Gap. So maybe I'll check it out. More headlines. Let's keep rolling. A frozen food startup called Counter, founded by former Walmart merchants Jeff Rell and Ben Manning, has raised $1.2 million in seed funding ahead of its launch in Sam's Club's stores this summer. Speaking of Sam's, we have another Sam's launch this week. Care of the D2C vitamin and supplement brand has launched at Sam's Club. Following this trend of seeing a lot of digitally native brands going into retail wholesale as a way to get into new markets, find new customers, and have a more omni-channel holistic brand. These next two stories make me so happy because I personally know both of these founders and I love watching my people win. Frozen food brand 8 Miles has raised $1.05 million in seed funding to expand its operation and hire first full-time employee. So excited for you, Miles. Cannot wait to watch what you do. Next, Youthphoria, a makeup and skincare brand founded by Fiona Cochan, has closed a seed round of funding from True Beauty Ventures and Willow Growth Partners. I love Youthphoria. I love everything they stand for, and I, I love their products and how they've really entered the market. This round of funding will support their expansion, including... Maybe you're hearing a trend here. Significant wholesale expansion with Ulta. Congratulations, Fiona and team. Very excited for you. Last story here, highlighting brands that I love, that we love, that we talk about. Universal Standard, the clothing company, has acquired Henning, a plus-size luxury women's brand. I think they have done things so uniquely. They've done them intentionally. And they're really in the forefront of leading a lot of changes, especially around sustainability, customer experience, brand experience. So I love watching this brand, and I think they will continue to kind of drive us forward on creative solutions. So this is an exciting acquisition for them. Finally, let's get to the fun news of the week. Actually, I feel like it's all been fun news this week. I had no idea this was happening. I love this news so much. It's so strange. And New York City is evidently imposing an eight cent tax on all quote unquote altered bagels, including sliced or toasted ones. My question is, who is walking in to a bodega and ordering just just a whole a whole bagel? No slicing, no toasting, no cream cheese, nothing. Anyways, one, I find it just so interesting that there is actually going to be a bagel tax. Two, that they specified on altered bagels only. But three, this brought up a really fun story. Philadelphia Cream Cheese used this as an opportunity to make a little bit of a PR move, a little brand play this week. Super fun. This week, they rolled out a partnership with H&H Bagels in New York to offer quote-unquote tax-free bagels. So these bagels are pre-filled with cream cheese, like it looks like somebody stuck a, like you would fill a donut with custard, but it's all the way just cream cheese filled through the bagel, which makes the bagel then ineligible for the tax because they technically haven't been altered on the outside. They didn't get sliced. They didn't get toasted. They just got injected with cream cheese. I love it. And the picture of this is hilarious. I'll make sure that there is a link to that. They actually ran from April 14th to the 18th, so we've all missed our chance to get this pre-filled bagel. But I love the story so much, I had to bring it up. All right, guys, thank you for sitting down with me again and letting me 
share my thoughts into your earbuds for another Friday. I am now hungry and craving a bagel and cream cheese, so I'm going to go alter my bagel, toast it, put some Philadelphia cream cheese on it, and have a good day. I hope you do the same. Thank you.